Hello and welcome back to yet another chapter of our life cycle with that we started with not regretting and now we went to letting go of the past but today I want us to take a pause and see why we haven't yet been letting go of the past and how we can rewrite a new chapter of our lives. So the next part of the cycle, the next chapter in this story that we're going to tell is rewriting afresh, is restarting, taking a new step, taking the first step to the new you. That blank page from the last the previous episode where you're rewriting a new story for yourself you're starting with the title so whatever that title is going to be i want to encourage you and show you why we are doing this why it's beneficial <clears throat> so i know it's hard by the way i know it's hard you know letting go of the past is the hardest thing but once you let go then one huge burden is off you but I know there are going to be a lot of things that are going to push you down. And that's why I'm here to encourage you that you can do it. And I believe in you. And so usually, um, when you're rewriting a story, you, as I told you, you're the one with the pen. You're the one with what you want to do. Don't let anyone else tell you what you can be. But if you're going to start with the title and then you go to the last chapter, then that's impossible. If you get your pen and you write what you want to achieve now, you have to start with the few things that you've not been noticing, the few things that you've not been doing. Because once you cover that, then another chapter builds on, a bigger step goes ahead. But if you just start with the the title of the book, and then you jump a few chapters, then your story will be unfinished, your story will be unbalanced, and therefore it will never have an ending. You will just be in the middle. So, one thing that has kept us living in the past is our belief in immortality. And as I have been reading, I've been on a book entitled Knowledge That Leads to Everlasting Life. And in chapter 6, they ask, why do we grow old and die? And one of the answers was, humans have always yearned for longevity and have even tried to attain immortality. Basically, this is proof that we have always believed that we will live forever. Most of us, that's why death is a tragedy, but death has never been a tragedy. Because death is the way to see the father. If you don't die, you will not see the father. So, for a Christian, death is the way to see the father. And apart from that, if you have another way, you feel free to comment and leave your comments with me. But as a Christian, I believe death is the way to see the father. So, by the time your death comes, what have you accomplished? Do you want to live a clueless life, clueless everlasting life? And the reason why this book is entitled Knowledge That Leads to Everlasting Life. Everlasting life is not immortality. I know you're going to get me wrong. You're going to think that everlasting life is living forever. No. Everlasting life is life after the earthly accomplishments. 
what you've achieved on earth, you will box it up into a box and you that's what you deliver to your father. So now the everlasting life. If your earthly box is not good enough for the father, your everlasting life will not be accomplished. You will not make it to the everlasting life. So how will you box up yourself? How will you wrap yourself up? And present yourself. How will your book, how will you publish your story? Is what we are here to achieve today. Basically, that's it. So once you stop believing that you will live forever, it's when you will understand. Because with immortality, you know that you live forever. So what's the use of part of letting go of the past? You see what I mean? Because once you start knowing that your life can go any minute. You start taking note of everything you're doing. Everything you're doing seems to start now having an importance. But if you live this reckless life of, I only live once. I will live forever. My death is not about to come. I'm still young. My darling, people die every day. We lose millions of people every day. But do you want to die a life of no accomplishments? I know we all think accomplishments is having all the money, enough money to buy an iPhone, enough money to be a somebody. But are you a somebody in the eyes of the father? You have all this money, but have you helped anyone else? Have you helped yourself? You're feeding your physical self, but your soul is fading away. And this thing, the first time I heard it, it was like in 20. 18 or 2017, I don't know. But someone pointed it out that we spend our years on earth feeding our physical selves, building houses, building ourselves, accomplishing education, being the best in class. But are you the best in your heart? Are you the best in the Father's eyes? Are you the best in your own eyes? I need you to take a good look at yourself right now and wonder, have I made it? Really, have I made it? Because you tell me, what's a worth, a life worth living if your soul is fading away? Because it's not only about accomplishing what we have on earth. We have to accomplish what we have on earth and also build ourselves a place in the everlasting life. But... Satan has apparently succeeded in his scheme to receive human veneration. Because I know why I'm, I'm saying this because when sin started to work in the first human couple, they could no longer pass on perfection to their offspring. Like an inscription carved in stone, sin was deeply engraved into the genes of our first parents. So here we see that sin and death were given to us with no choice so we have to learn to live with the circumstances that of those that came before us by living with ourselves by recreating ourselves by rewriting our stories but if you want to come ahead of the devil you're going to have to be aware of satan's tactics in first john chapter 3 verse 8 Satan seeks to cause us to practice sin willfully. And how does he do this? We see this in 1 John. Is there any way to avoid being a victim of his schemes? 
Yes, but this requires that we fight inclinations toward willful sin. But we go again in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 3 to see that this is not easy because our inborn tendency to sin is very strong. And Paul had to put up a real struggle. Why? Because sin resided in him. So if we want God's approval, we too must fight the sinful tendencies within us. That's Romans chapter 7 verse 14 to 24 and chapter and um, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 10. So I didn't want to make this all about the Bible, but I just wanted you to know that these things have been written. These things have come before us. We are just choosing to ignore them. We are choosing to live a life of ignorance. We are being ignorant towards things that have already been given to us. Is that what we want? Ignorance. Ignorance is the worst. Once you choose to ignore every minor detail ahead of you, you cannot write your story to perfection. And believe me, we all want a perfect story. We want to publish that book that we shall present and people shall be moved. But you can't do that if you can't take on the little things that are in front of you. You can't see the things that are carved ahead of you. You can't read between the lines because you're too busy ignoring. Why ignore? Ignorance is bad. Don't ignore anything because something that you ignore, then it's worth fighting for. By the time you decide to ignore something, then it's worth it. Why are you ignoring it? That's the question I have for you. So today, I wanted you to know that it's not going to be easy. To just let go of the past and stop regretting. People will put you down. People will ask you. People will try to recruit you again. People will try to tell you this and this. Or you yourself, you'll just get up and be like, but why am I doing this? Is it is it what I want? You will, you will even tempt yourself. Jesus himself, God will tempt us. But are you fit enough to be tempted? Is the question. So... Sometimes I always wonder if when we're going to do something, we ever think of the impacts. So now as you're going to write your story, I don't want you to think that you, it's a must for you to write it. If you have not yet ready to let go of your past, then don't, don't start writing your story. Because we all know once you start writing a story without thinking about it, if you don't have a plot, as we always say in literature or in English, when you don't have a plot... You can't make it to the end of the story because you will reach halfway and now you'll start to think a lot. You won't have a continuation to the end of your story. So by the time you write that title, have a plot, have an outline, have how you move step by step. Because if you reach in the middle of your story and you don't have the next step, then you're most likely to take any step that you find. And that's a grave mistake because if that's not how you wanted your story to end, then it will end up ending the wrong way. And then you will go back to regretting. But you can't keep starting afresh. You don't have enough trials. The trial is now. Because if you keep starting afresh, starting afresh, how sure are you you will have more chances and trials? If you want to know that starting a new chapter is hard, then you look at the life of Jesus Christ. When God sent him down on earth, do you think Jesus was ready? Do you ever ask yourself, was, was he prepared? He didn't know. 
The father asked him, son, can you go down and fulfill my duties? And he accepted. He was willing to make a change. He was willing to be different. But of course he didn't accept immediately. He had to first wonder why his own father would tell him this. But after Jesus accepted to die for our sins, was it easy? Ask yourself, was it easy to be nailed to the cross? Was it easy for Jesus to die for all of us? Something that a fellow human couldn't do. Me, myself, I can't die for your sins. I can't. Because we have that human instinct. We are attached to things that we're not supposed to be attached to. So we can never be the Messiah. We'll always be the human beings. And once you understand that you're the human being, you'll understand why Jesus is trying to set an example for us. Oh, he has already set an example and we can't see it because we choose to ignore but my friend, um, you, can you accept to be nailed to a cross? With all the ignorance that human beings have, can we accept such a thing? No. If only being asked, have you done this? And someone is already in denial. We're already arguing, throwing tantrums. So can you be nailed to a cross for a million people on this, on this world? No. So, my friends, sit down and write your story because you cannot write everyone's story. You cannot write everyone's story because that's impossible and that's burdening. You will try to write everyone's story and the only one who will miss out is you. You will publish other people's books, but will your book be published? Never. It will never be published. You can't do it all, my friend. You have to start with you. When you start with you, that's when you can manage another person's story. But if your story has no title and you're going to write someone else's chapter, then ask yourself, are you worth it? Are you worth it? Because for God so loved this, this world, he sent his only son to die for us. And in doing that, you also have to make a sacrifice. You're going to stop regretting. You're going to let go of the past. You're going to Stop ignoring things that can't be, that can't seem less important. You're going to start taking on head-on challenges. Because once you start, let me tell you the worst thing. Once you start writing your story, that's when all the temptations come flying in. All the distractions, everything will come knocking at your door at the speed of lightning. That's when you start questioning yourself, but really, why am I doing this? Why, why, why? The question of why. That never has a, an, a, a perfect answer. So, note that immortality has kept you from achieving your goal. Note that ignorance is a leading factor to you not writing your story or you not finishing your story. Note that we are a hindrance to our own progress because we choose to let things that aren't supposed to be important be important. Note that we are not perfect. You will never be perfect. So as you're writing your story, expect ups and downs. But how can you overcome them? How can you come to a conclusion without falling apart? Because when things fall apart, trust me, it's hard to, to gather them. When something falls apart, you have to look for all the pieces one by one. Do we? Are we ready for that? Are we ready for it? So today is about acceptance, accepting who you are and what you can do, what you can't do.
That's what I wanted to say. So now we have reached that part in the cycle where we accept ourselves. We accept that we are going to write our story. We accept that we have been held so back for long and we are ready to move along. We accept that we are the writers of our story. We can't have anyone else write it for us. We accept that Jesus is our savior. We accept that the devil is here to kill, steal, and destroy our story. So my darling, grab that pen and don't let go. Don't let go at any moment. Whatever comes, trying to battle you down. Don't let it knock you down. We, ac- we are accepting that we can make a change. We are accepting that we are the ones to write this change for ourselves. And once you've accepted, then the cycle goes on. As I I said, this cycle has a prosperous ending. We have a prosperous ending waiting for us. So the beginning may be difficult, but hold on. We have just started. We are just on step three. Can you imagine? Who knows how many steps are left to go? Even I don't know how many steps are left to go because I'm also still writing. So a little hope for the ride. Be courageous. Be courageous. Being courageous doesn't mean you have to be the biggest. You have to be the tallest. No, being courageous means you're ready to accept yourself the way you are. And trust me, that's the biggest trial against you. Ahead of you, pardon me. Ahead of you, your your biggest fear. Don't let anyone lie you. You fear yourself the most. You fear what you've done, what you've been doing, what you can do. You fear the things you've not yet done because you can't see them. So, let's have courage, let's have hope, and let's have trust in ourselves. At the end of the day, you will thank yourself for listening. If not, you will thank yourself for helping someone by spreading the message. Maybe you will help someone progress along. But for all I know, if you have listened this far, then you're with me in this struggle for change. You're with me. You want a better you. You want a better self-made. You want to be self-made. At the end of the day, we don't want a lot of people taking up for our courage for all that we have been through. So you have yourself to thank for keeping on listening to me and bearing with me all this long. I remain treasure and I remain determined to spread the word and to make a difference so let's hold on tight because the ride has just begun and it's getting bumpy so thank you so much and keep on waiting for my updates and bear with me i'm not perfect and neither are you so keep that in mind keep that in consideration in everything that you do stay safe stay blessed stay perfect and keep on hoping that we can make a difference